Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. There times where we relinquish the pulpit and we're going to ask our the first lady to come and she will preach a word this morning. Minister Laverne Bell. She's gonna say a word to us. But before she comes, she got a little special group that's gonna come up and sing a sing something. Felicia and okay. And Rolita and Sister White. All right, they're gonna they're gonna come up and do something. Amen.
of praise. Hand clap of praise. Let's give God a hand clap of praise. Didn't he wake you up this morning? Did you not hear his voice? God woke you up this morning. Yes, Lord. You started your journey with a sound mind. You woke up and you knew you were still on this side of Jordan. Yes. We got to thank God. Thank we need to praise his name. And if you will read with me, stay and read with me, Psalm 91, 14 through 16. Praise the Lord. Psalm 91. Verses 14 through 16. Amen. Because he has set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. I will set him, him on high because he has known my name. He shall call upon me and I will answer. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With my long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. Let the church say amen. amen. You may be seated. allowing me once again to stand before the Spirit of Love and Deliverance Baptist Church congregation and, and friends. And I wanted to come to say today, it's his promise. It's his promise. Yes. Have you ever thought that when you read the Bible, you will begin to start making choices when you read the Bible and you understand the word of God, you begin to make changes. God has it on his heart to love us. But it's very hard for us to love God. We have so many distractions. Yes. We have so many things that get in the way of loving the God who created us. Yes. Even in the church, we have a problem in paying attention and knowing who God is. You see, when I woke up this morning, I know I did not wake myself up. I know it is only through him that I have breath in my body. And at the swipe of his hand, all life can disappear. And I can move on. But... God put us on this earth for one purpose and one purpose only. That is to love him, to honor him, to praise him. It's hard for us to raise our hands and praise the Lord, even though we've been through something. Yes. And all of us been through something. We can lie about it. We can tell people it's not true, but we have been through something. I love the way people praise when they say, I, I just got a new house. I just got a new car. I got some clothes this weekend. I got some red bottom shoes at last. 
At last I got something, Lord. And I can say, I can praise him. But when I got to go through some trouble, Lord. When I got to go through some struggles. I don't want to praise him. I start looking elsewhere to get things that I know I can only get with God. Do you know of some things that's in your life that you need to just let them go? Move them out the way. Just say, Lord, I have done the best I can. I have done everything I know how to do just to be happy on this day. That sometimes I have to move me out the way so God can even bless me. I can't get the blessing because I can't move me out of the way. When I got up this morning, I was doing okay. But I knew I had to come in because the pastor had asked me to preach. But when Reverend Bell got up, I could see this distressed look on his face because I was sitting at the computer. When I'm sitting at the computer, he starts to worry. He worries about whether or not I'm going to say something or probably say it the right way. But I found out through God, the only right way is his way. All I am, all I can be is just a messenger. But when I saw that stress in him, I said, Pastor, it's going to be all right. You don't have to worry. It's going to be all right. But he still didn't seem to want to go out the door to go to Sunday school. Pastor Bill, it's time for you to go in. You got to leave. I got to have a meditation moment with God. You got to go. But he seemed to want to come back in the door after he went out the door, maybe twice. And I said, Lord, can you help him to get to church this morning? He's never late. I'm always late. Lord, you know who I am. So please just get the pastor out the door. But on this journey that we take, sometimes things happen that we cannot prevent. Do everybody know what that little spinner is? That little thing that all you see the kids just spinning around? They just spin those things that ain't doing nothing. It don't pay for no lights. It don't buy you no car. It just spins and spins and spins. And the kids love them. Wrong people love them. Everybody loves the spinner. Well, the lady that actually invented the first spinner has never made a dime off of making the spinner. But she did it because she was ill and her daughter was ill. And because of that, she made the spinner. But Hasbro, you know that little toy company? Decided that the pattern that she used, they were not going to purchase it. So eight years after she had done this, she had to release the license because she could no longer pay for the patent. When she did that, Hasbro, it was open to the public. They picked it up. And there it is, millions of dollars spent on a spinner. But you know what? The spinner reminded me of something. It reminded me of who we are. Because we spin around and spin around and spin around, can't figure out who God is, can't figure out where he is, can't figure out what we're going to do with him. We just spin and spin and spin. Well, all we got to do is look to the heavens and you will see the God that created you. Instead of spinning, 
everything around. What we need to do is trust in God. We need to pray about who God is. We have to do the things that we need to do in order for God to know that we are here praising him. Let us pray. Thank you for your presence with me today, Lord. Thank you for going before me to bring this message. Remove me right now and see Jesus only. Amen. God's word can bring hope and comfort to us if we stop looking at everybody else and look at ourselves. If we gave him the honor and the praise and we learned how to love others, if we use the strength that he has given us to glorify him and to receive his blessings, we have already won the victory and his salvation alone will save us. We as Christians choose to walk with him because we love him. He raises us above our limited expectation of our lives and show us that we really can't overcome the negative things in life. You see, I don't know about you, but the negative feeling that this country now has is something that stretches from our children to our adults, to our elderly, even as they are getting ready to pass to the other side. That negative feeling that these people are having right now will destroy who Christ is. Well, see, the devil knows what to use to get to us. And Lord knows he's using all he can to get rid of us. Because when it took the health care to a vote, when we should have already been able to give people health care anyway, you have worked every day to help somebody else. And they want to take that and put it where they want it to be so they can have more money. Greed. God did not put us on this earth to be about greed. He put us on this earth to be about helping somebody else. See, if I stand and look at me all the time, I would get nothing done. Because you know what? I'm sad. I'm depressed. I have my own problems. And guess what? He's still makes me feel all right. If I stop looking at me, maybe I won't drink so much. Maybe I won't eat so much. Maybe I won't do the things that I know will harm me. Maybe I can find a way to do something to help somebody else. Maybe the school kids won't be worrying about going to school and whether or not somebody's going to molest them. If I stop looking at me and begin to look at the one who created me, can change some things in this world. God has given us these promises. The songs were used by the Israelites in public worship. Public worship. We are so stuck on ourselves that public worship is not even permitted anymore. We can't go to the school and stop and just pray for, pray to God. Because man said it's not right. They want to take everything that God has put here for us. They want to take it away. And you know what? We sit back and we let it happen. 
they always showed that the songs that they sung was the songs to glorify God. The songs that they sung privately or whether or not they sung in their devotion. God put these songs in our heart and they allowed us to sing them out loud. Beyond all the disappointments and problems we face, we know that God is here. God is caring for us and working out his loving purpose. The 91st Psalm is a general song of trust. But who do you trust? Who do you trust? We'll trust a man that promised me the world and give me nothing and believe that he's still going to do it and I don't care how many years go by, we still believe it. We believe in a promise that a woman give you that I'm going to cook those meals, I'm going to wash your clothes, I'm going to do everything for you when I marry you. But until I marry you, I'm not going to do it. And then you get married, it lasts the whole six months, and you got to look around and figure out, am I going to get a meal? Am I going to get my clothes washed? I wish I was at my mama's house because she did it all. See, we know what God's promise is. We know his promise. But the promise that we make to people ourselves are promises that can be a lie and a turnover. We can spin it around any way I want to, just so you can hear what I say. But then you turn it around and do nothing. There's no actions to what you're talking about. I can lie to you. I can tell you I love you. I can tell you I'm going to take care of you till the day you die. And then a mother lay on her bed and nobody even bothered to come and see. That's how bad we can do things. But with God's promise, it always is going to be a promise he will take care of. Well, see, when I get upset with God, I say, God, I thought I'm supposed to be rich. I thought I would have the big house, the best of cars, the children. Everything that you said I should have, the land, all of it is mine. Well, you know what? I need some more money. God, what you going to do about it now? Well, he said, I promised you a mansion in heaven, and you only want to wait for that. So why should I drop anything else on you right now when you can't even handle the promise that I said that I was going to give you when you leave and join with me? My promise is nothing. God's promise is everything. Lord, may I just one day stop and think about your promise and stop making promises to people that I cannot keep. I'm not going to promise you, church family, that I'm going to cook. I'm not going to promise you that I'm going to be on church on time. I'm not going to promise you that I'm the best Christian in the world. But you know what? I'm going to work on it every day of my life. Because if I know I'm going to work on it, if I know God is there with me, I know one day, Lord, people will stop complaining what time I get to church and they just get there themselves. The whole congregation will be full. Oh, stop worrying about me and worry about yourself. 
And I decided I want to look over here and look over here and look over there and look everywhere else except at you. Then I've already failed you. And because of that failing, if you look at me and you no longer desire me, you deserve it. You deserve for me to walk away and not want you to be with me. Because you know why? You promise. Stop, stop promising people things you cannot give me. I don't want to promise a child and I don't want to promise a man anything. Because somehow along the line, I'm going to fail him. You don't want to, but I will fail him. Because I look at me and I know that I'm just a, just a little small part of what God has in mind for the world to do. I have my prayers. I have my Bible. But if I just pick it up and read it, if I just let God come into my heart. See, just because you said you're a Christian, and just because you took your Bible, and just because you come to church, if God is not in your heart, if you cannot show that God is in your heart somehow, you know what? I just want to be blessed by God and not have to get up to heaven and explain everything that I have to do, even though I know I have to. So much I have to explain for why I did certain things. But my trust is that God will forgive me. And we can't forgive anybody. We can't forgive anybody for anything. That's just how we are. We will carry a grudge for the rest of our lives. It does not matter what you say or what you do. When it comes to holding on and holding on, why are we always holding on to the wrong thing? Why don't we hold on to things that can escalate who God is, who can put his praises on top of everything else? I can praise you, Lord, if I got the best of clothes on when I come to church. I can praise you, Lord, if I got the right hat when I come in on the church. But Lord, if I come in and my dress is just a little bit too short, Lord have mercy, the Christian people want to put me out. But isn't it that you want to bring me in, but you want to push me out? God didn't tell you to push me out. He did not tell you to push anybody out. We are all children of God. We all have something for his glory. If we stop pushing people out, maybe, just maybe, somebody might come in. Now, along the way, they might change so they can look the way you want them to look. But Lord, right now, I'm right here. That's all I got, Father. All I got. So I'm going to come in. And I'm going to do the things I need to do. I'm going to praise God. I'm going to lift my hands. I'm going to sing a song. And sometimes I'm even going to be sad and I'm going to cry. But Lord, I know it is through your promise that I am always taken care of. Because he has set his love upon me. Did you hear that? Because he set his love upon me. He loves me no matter if nobody else does. And because he loves me, I'm going to continue to try to do what he wants me to do. 
The promise of those that's upon me are ones that I keep close to my heart. Because you love me, I will be delivered. I will be set on high. I will hear his answer. I will be helped when I'm in trouble. These blessings, they are moving through us every day. And the promise of those will come through generations after generations. All you have to do is remind people of who God is. Job said, our day on earth are few, and they are full of trouble. Yes. And all these things we know, we read the scriptures, we know how it feels, we know when somebody's doing us wrong, the troubles are here. We do not and cannot believe the pain that we have on an everyday situation. But knowing that there is a promise that he has had for me assures me that I am special enough that he would take care of me. God does not let us endure suffering forever. Therefore, he would take those sufferings away from me. Another promise is stated in verse 16 where he said, I will satisfy him with long life. Yeah. It is not a promise that those who set their love upon God shall live till they are 80 or 90, but a promise that we will be satisfied with the length of days that we do have. So with all the things that we have, we must trust in the Lord. It is a natural desire to want to live forever. But what is the purpose of living forever if you feel like all you're doing is suffering anyway? Well, the final words of Psalm says, I will show him my salvation. This is beyond death. We will still see the full meaning of who God is and the love he has for us. Here in this life, we only understand a small part of who God is. But when we go to heaven, we will understand it all. So, as you go about your day, remember the promises that he has already given. I will set him on high. I will answer him. I will satisfy him with the length of days. I will show him my salvation. Now, if you can't remember anything that I've said today, just remember, I will show him my salvation. Salvation is what you get from the Lord Jesus Christ. Salvation is what you're looking for. And as you walk through your day with all the things that you're going through, remember, the salvation of the, of the Lord is what I seek. The salvation of the Lord is what I seek. So I can praise God and say hallelujah and thank him for allowing me this one time to be able to say thank you, Lord, because I could walk out the door right now and it could be my last day. So I want to thank God for allowing me to be who I am, to praise him with my voice, to lift my hands with my hands and stomp my feet with my feet and sing the songs of glory. I want to thank God for allowing us to do that. So, as you look upon those people that you feel that can satisfy your promises, always remember, don't look down. Don't look sad. 
Don't misunderstand. It is only God's promise that is a true promise. Amen. Thank you for your grace, for your grace is sufficient, and your mercy suits our case. 
Oh, we come today, oh God, because you said we can bring all of our cares and our concerns to you right now. So we come with our eyes closed, our heads bowed down. We come, oh God, because we know that if we leave our concerns at the altar, that you already said that you will hear our cry and that you will answer us, that you would protect us, that you would show us your salvation, your deliverance. So God, we ask you today to show us what you have for us. If we are, if there's somebody standing around this altar today, God, that's struggling with some issues of life, I hope that we can remind them from the message of God today that you will protect them. You will rescue them. So whatever your issues are, oh, Heavenly Father, we just ask right now that you would touch in the name of Jesus. If the issue is financial, God, we know that you own the cattle on a thousand hills. We know that all things belong to you, oh God, the earth and the world that dwell therein. We know, oh God, that you shall supply all of our needs according to your riches and your glory. We know that you're rich, oh God, for you, everything is yours. You own all the oil in Texas. You own all the diamonds in Africa. You have all the uranium, oh God. All of it is yours today, Heavenly Father. So we give you praise today. And then, gracious God, we pray for relationships. Oh God, we know that you are the God of reconciliation. The God who can bring together that which has come apart. You are God that can bring forgiveness in our hearts. You are God that can extend love toward us and help us extend that love toward others. So Heavenly Father, we pray this morning that you would just touch right now in the name of Jesus. If there's anybody, oh God, that we have offended, we ask, oh God, that you would give us courage and strength and boldness to ask for forgiveness. And then, gracious God, if there's anybody that have trespassed against us, we pray that you would give us strength, oh God, to forgive those. And then, gracious God, we continue to pray that you would free us from all of our debts, debts that, will, that strangles us, debt that keeps us from answering the phone, oh God, debts that help us, that keep us from being able to be free in our giving. Help us, oh God, to relinquish our debts. And then, Heavenly Father, we pray that you will restore us to our right place. Give us back that which the devil tried to take. And then, Heavenly Father, we pray for our nation. We know it's in a turmoil right now. We pray, oh God, that you are, we know that you are still in charge despite the trouble that we see. God, we pray for our military personnel all over this world. All of those, oh God, who have who are stationed all over the, the world, pray that you will put a hedge around them, oh God. Keep them in your perfect peace. 
then God, we pray for all those things of God, persons that we are duty-bound to pray for. Heavenly Father, we pray for these around this altar. We ask, oh God, that you will touch their various issues and situations. We lift up our sick and our shut-in. We pray for those who are traveling. We pray, oh God, for our children that they continue to experience summer vacation. Our teachers and all those persons, oh God, who help raise our children. Then, gracious God, we thank you for the preacher today who preached your word, oh Heavenly Father, who stood on your word and told us about your love, told us about your deliverance, told us about your protection, told us about you able to rescue us. Thank you, God, for the message and the messenger. Then, Heavenly Father, we pray that you will lead us in the path of righteousness for Jesus' sake. We pray in all these prayers and ask it all in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, and amen. Give God some praise, church. He is worthy to be praised. Step into the world of power loyalty and luck I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse with family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chabacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather. Now at ChumpaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Avoid where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.